This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. And welcome to Hawks Icons. And uh, this week we've had a bit of a switch on the cast. I have uh, what used to be Jake's HK P30 SK. Yep. And you have what used to be the Beretta 92 FS that lived over here. Now, uh, have you had a chance to shoot it yet? No, I have not. I, I was planning to this weekend, but uh, I got sick. <laughs> Well, you know, the, this whole, like, uh, weather change, climate change thing has just caused my sinuses to say, fuck you. <laughs> and, and and on a completely, totally side note, um, my, my really twisted, screwed up sense of humor almost got the better of me last night when I was out with my wife and, uh, and thought to suddenly look around and go, maybe I should take that COVID test when I get home. And, and, and thought better of it and told her in the car. And she's like, oh, if you'd have said that, I'd have fucking killed you. <laughs> well, you know what? Congratulations. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually have COVID, but that was just one of the few times in life in which my better judgment actually worked. <laughs> I don't have very many of those moments. Um, you know, like I am. Here's here's my here's my I'll get to the HK here in a minute. Here's here's my big win for the week. Right. Uh, a friend of mine bought just purchased six guns. In that parcel of six guns, there was like a, a Weatherby 270, a uh, you know like a Remington um, 700. There was um, a Japanese SKS. Uh, there was some other things, and way at the end of the picture he sent me was a fucking Ithaca 37, and I went. Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. Don't you already have one of those? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. And I went, oh, yeah, but, you know, I could have two because they're not <laughs> that expensive. <laughs> and I was so good. Jake, I was so good. You'd have been proud of me. I was, uh, I, I looked at that and went, you know, I'm going to need tires on my truck in, a, in like a month <laughs> or two. And I know that's going to be the better part of a grand. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to buy the shotgun I don't need. <laughs> I'm not going to buy the shotgun I don't need. I already have two new guns inside of two weeks. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to suggest to the guy that I want it. I'll wait for it cuz it's uh, it has to come from North Carolina like the the big parcel of guns. He's got to go drive home, um get them and then bring them to my friend um, cuz he's already uh he kind of put did half now and all that kind of stuff. They've known each other for a long time. So he's like, "Look, I'll drive out. I gotta be back this way in a week. I'll bring them back then. And again, and uh, my buddy sent me these pictures. He's like, "Hey, you want any of these?" I'm like, Ugh. and I just said, "Not right now." <laughs> That's the best I got. I couldn't say no. I could just do. Say I not right want now. one of these, or am I going to buy? Yeah, one am I going to buy one of these? <laughs> So, and he's like, you know, he's like us where he just, he's like compulsively buys guns, you know, like he, he, he buys guns. Like if it's available, he will buy it whether he wants it or not. 
But I I turn it down because I know I know in the next month and a half, two months, maybe maybe even the next month, maybe the next thirty days, I will have to buy or spend close to a grand to outfit my four by four with brand new rubber. That doesn't help the compulsion, but it does it does mute the I need that right now. I have money. Well, it it gives the other side of the scale weight. Right. Right. No, that's exactly it. And so I was I was being good. <laughs> I was like I won't buy cuz I cuz I could have just tossed so, it 400 so, bucks. So know? far so far that side of the scale on on my end is is weighted by kid needs to go to college next year. Uh, <laughs> you know, hey look, you know, there's all kinds of jobs out there that don't require college, you know. Honey, but look at the new <laughs> look at the new guns daddy has. Huh? Huh? You'll be safe wherever you go. <laughs> but I did have a chance to go to the gun show this weekend. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, it was raining Saturday. And I was like, mm. but it was supposed to clear up in the afternoon. So I'm like, this is perfect. I can go to the gun show in the morning and then go shoot in the afternoon, which is exactly what I did. So I grabbed Juana, and we went out to the local gun show. It was actually rather small. It was about 600 tables. Yeah, rather small. Dude, that is small for around here. <laughs> that's, that's the smallest show I go to. Um, and uh, so we, we show up, and, and I... I haven't been to a gun show in a little while, uh, mostly because I've been doing a lot of trading and, and you know, a lot of uh, moving of guns and stuff like that with people I know or, or different things or, you know, like you and I are shipping guns around, um, all legally and on the up and up, by the way. Uh, but uh, this was my first gun show in a while since I bought the 37, actually. Uh, that was the last gun show I went to. And apparently, and I I'm not exactly sure when this happened, you know, but somewhere between where we are now and November of last year, uh, people have lost their minds. And I know I'm not sure why. Well, this I mean, is. that's, that's been continuously going on for years <laughs> yeah, now. We got a whole I, podcast I, about I'm, that. I'm just curious as to what specific event we're speaking of this time. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this: How much in your neck of the woods is a box of four ten birdshot? Do you know? Actually, not off the top of my head because I have enough of it, and I usually don't play with my four ten all that much, so I haven't really even been shopping for it. All right. But I, I will say that nine millimeter is starting to creep back up again. Okay, okay. How much would you expect a box of birdshot four ten to be? Just if you were going to go to a range, you know, how much would you expect it to be right now? Well, last time I paid for a box of birdshot, uh, four ten, it was I think fourteen dollars for the box. That's about right. Okay. And that's a that's a decent price. It's about roughly okay, roughly in a normal market, it is about twice as much as twelve gauge. So take whatever twelve gauge is and then double it. Okay. So if you can get twelve gauge for about seven dollars a box, you used to be able to get four ten for fourteen, and that's about right. Eight dollars a box, it was sixteen, you know, something like that. That's about right. I'm not sure why that is, since it's a lesser round, less propulsion, well, less well, pellets. I mean, why, why is 380 usually typically more expensive than 9mm? Yeah, exactly. 
right? Um, although right now I've been finding it's about the exact same price. True. Uh, at least right now where I am in my area. Uh, it's about the exact same price. Well, we went to the gun show because normally the gun show is a fantastic place to go to find ammunition, one. And two, it's normally, at least around here, it's normally a little bit cheaper. You can find it, if you shop hard and haggle well, you can find it in a, more uh, more in, cheap than, uh, more, or more cheaply than a, a retail store, right? Paid full price. We walked in looking for 410 birdshot because we had shot up a lot of ours. And I think between me and Bonham, we only have about two bricks of it left. That's not a lot. As, as uh, 410 birdshot goes, if you're shooting clays with it. And it's like two afternoons. And we were we took a couple hundred dollars between us, and we were going to go purchase some uh, birdshot 410. And the cheapest box, the cheapest box we found, and there were only two of them, was $25 a box. Damn. That was the cheapest I could find. It went all the way up. And keep in mind, this isn't defense, this isn't buckshot, this isn't slugs, this is birdshot. All the way up to $45 a box. That's 25 rounds. Damn. And we're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, 9mm wasn't up that much, right? Uh, uh, you could buy a box of 9 for, even at a gun show, and in, in, in bulk. Like, if, if, if you wanted to buy, like, I don't know, a, a can of 2,000 rounds of nine millimeter you'd wind up paying somewhere in the middle or you know somewhere in the neighborhood of of if you divided it out per box um somewhere in the neighborhood of about 16 dollars a box which ain't bad. Uh, nine millimeters crawling back up around here it, it, it's getting close back up to 20 to 25 dollars a box again. yeah and i i'm like okay so nine millimeters okay i bought a couple of boxes of 380 it was i think uh 19 dollars a box which is about it's it's maybe a buck 50 cheaper than i could find it at the store i was like yeah all right you know it's a little bit less i wanted to shoot my beretta no problem i bought it like uh, you know a couple hundred rounds of that however we scoured this whole show all 600 some odd tables and I couldn't find a box of 410 birdshot for under $25. I, it's not, it's just not there. And the same thing isn't happening with 12 gauge or 20, right? 12 gauge and 20 is holding. It's not getting cheaper, but it's not getting more expensive either. You can get it for about eight, eight bucks if you shop hard, right? And you don't get the like crazy expensive, you know, like we made this with Vestal Virgins and they plated it in gold <laughs> and blessed it with Yahweh's presence, you know, like none of that crap, right? Just, so you're not hunting vampires. Yeah, no, none of that. Okay, just regular old federal Fiocchi, You know, any any of those brands that are you know up over 1,200 foot per second, seven and a half birdshot. That's about eight bucks in our at least in my area. Um, sometimes you might be able to find it for a little less than that, but not very often. It's seven ninety nine. is kind of the floor. But and but I don't know. And it used to be about depending on where you shopped, if you got the crappy estate Walmart stuff, which Bona loved, it was like six seventy five pre pandemic. So Hey, I got a ton of that shit. Yeah. It wasn't very expensive, right? And as price goes, it did go up, I guess the same percentage, but it, it really doesn't hurt you as bad because it's still inexpensive to shoot. I don't know what the hell happened to four ten. I, I really don't. 
I, this, I, I can't get anyone to explain to me why it's gone up. They're like, well, it's cost us much more to procure it, and it's harder to find. I don't understand why it's harder to find, but it is. Oh, maybe they're just not making as much of it. I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't really know. And, and I know that ammunition manufacturers right now are having to kind of pick and choose on what it is they're spending the most time on. I know they had a lot of, like, uh, during the pandemic, they had a lot of squeeze on 5.56 five, and 2.23. That's what everybody was looking for. Uh, and, and the hoarders haven't really gone away. No. No, they I mean, I, I mean, and, you know, though this is a discussion for another cast, it's not like they're being encouraged to go away either. No, no, they're not. Um, but I, I'm, I am surprised that. Uh, I mean, I still wish you luck trying to find 357. Actually, find, I found a bunch of 357. You, you can find 38 special pretty easily these days, but. 357 is tough to come by sometimes. Really? Sometimes. I found three. There was 357 on every um, in every ammunition booth at the show. Every one. There's 357, 44 mag, 38 special, 32, 380, 9 oh. millimeter. Then, then, they're, then they're sending it to you guys. Yeah. No, there was tons of it. There was tons of it. Now, it may not be your brand, and it may not be the grain weight that you would specifically prefer, but you can find 357 in every booth. Um, it wasn't cheap. I mean, what do you? What's three fifty? When when you can find it, what's it go for up there? Honestly, I, I I'm more interested in what it is that I'm actually looking to buy oh. with regards to dollars and cents. I was just one of those things that as I was uh, scouring through the the shelves, I we'll have a story about that in a little bit. But I I got a chance to spend some time in a Bass Pro shop. Um, and I wasn't looking at prices on three fifty seven. I was just looking at the fact that it was empty. Yeah, uh, it's thirty eight special was there. Nine nine millimeter, as I said, was even the aluminum stuff was twenty dollars a box, which I've been getting in the past for about fifteen dollars a box. Um, uh, five five six was still very readily available, and still Winchester white box, and still twelve ninety nine a box. I have to say that um, both 223 and 556 are largely available. They are, uh, they're even, I even saw a sign that I have not seen since 2020 in the ammo section, in the ammo shelves, which are now fully stocked, I might add. You can have as much 556 as you want. It was, it was that, and right under it was, were two words that I have yet to see in any other area related to firearms. And those words, and I think you will find this to surprise it as well, were no limit. clearance sale. Oh. <laughs> yeah, were, that is a new one. They were marked down to nine ninety nine a box. No limit. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> As I said, I, Win, Winchester White Box. I don't know whether or not they had a they they filled a huge order that never got picked up or or what. But when it comes to five five six, everywhere I go that has Winchester White Box, it's kind of like, uh, it, it, yeah, please, um, please just take not not with nine millimeter or anything else five five six. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 223 is available, but it wasn't on sale. 762 well, no, and, was and available. Actually, and, and that's kind of surprisingly enough, because usually the 223 is less expensive, but the 556 is right there. Yep. 
and it's uh, there were there were all, there's a lot of seven six two at my stores. There's a lot of five five six, tons of five five six, and a lot of two two three. But but five five six is in a class all by itself. They had, and I'm not kidding, stacks all the way up to the ceiling, floor to ceiling of just cases, cases and cases upon more cases of five five six. Well, you know, when I was talking to the guy at Cabela's uh, some months back, when he when it, when I first noticed it, though, it was with them. It wasn't the fact of the cases; it was the 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 the, the single boxes, because they they were people were buying the hell out of the cases. What nobody would buy was the single boxes. So they had shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of just the the single twenty round box, and it was kind of like. Uh, uh, how many of those can I buy? As many as you want. <laughs> All of them. Please. We will help you to your vehicle. Yeah, this was this was just cases of those twenty round boxes. Yeah, it's kind of like every time we get ammo in, we're like hoping for nine millimeter. But what do we get? Winchester white box five five, five, five six, six twenty round boxes. Oh, man, it's just it's it's out of control with that. I did find six five Creed more. Um, cool. Both in the a, store what, and at the gun it, show. Was it at a reasonable rate? You know, uh, for six five, it was. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, like I was paying. What was I paying? I don't know. I think the last box I paid for was forty dollars a box. That's two dollars a round. Um, this weekend, I picked up uh, a box of twenty, and it was Hornady uh, match grade. I mean, it was it was the. It, it's what I shoot, all right? It's my preferred brand and my preferred specification of that brand, which is the Hornady Match Grade. I like shooting it. It's relatively clean. It, it does very well. I was getting it for 28 bucks a box. I was like, okay, that's... That's not awful. That's not bad, you know? Um, it, it's, it's at least available, and I could afford it, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and just, just for consistency's sake... Because it always has been, has been since this whole thing has been the one thing that you can count on. Fifty BMG, 50 BMG. Is, still, is still on sale. <laughs> you know they they were out of it at my local Shields. Oh, <laughs> that is the email I get from all the different places that I've got uh, because for a while I was doing a lot of shopping for ammo online. Oh yeah. So so I have like email notifications coming in from a bunch of different retailers. Um, every one that I have always is always that you scroll down to the bottom and there's a thing about a sale on 50 BMG. Every one of them. <laughs> I, I hesitate to think who needs that much 50 BMG, but it's around. Uh, I, you know, and what's weird is all this price stuff has been going on and, and Bonna and I have been largely insulated from it because what we've been doing is buying 12 gauge birdshot, which very rarely have we ever really been squeezed for it. I mean, there's it may not be our preferred brand, and it may not be the speed we want. We may have to switch to pump guns uh, because, you know, it's below 1,200 or something like that, um, which automatics, a lot of automatics won't cycle correctly if you, you put something lower than 1,200 foot per second through it. It just, it just it's not enough back pressure to, to fully cycle a weapon, right? So... You know, there was there was a couple of weeks during the pandemic, like deep in the pandemic, where we had to switch to herders like 1183, 12 gauge, right? It's not the greatest, but you can run it fine through a pump gun or a, a break open, and we would shoot like that. So we've been, but it's never really 
at least at this point, you know, next week it'll probably be $78 a box or something. But but it, it's it's kind of remains similar because everybody shoots it, right? It's one of those things like 223 and 556 that everybody wants. So they make a ton of it and it's cheap to make. Well, we were largely insulated from a lot of that until we started buying handgun rounds. Uh like I've I've probably been through with that cheat in the last two weeks probably about a thousand rounds. Uh, You're really enjoying that sucker. Aren't I, you? I freaking love that gun. It is one of the very few firearms, especially pistol, that I thought I was gonna like before I got it, and it was exactly it met every expectation I had. The minute I laid my hands on it, I, I have to say I, I did think that your response to Shannon noticing the H and K was was pure genius. <laughs> yeah, we should go over that. So, <laughs> with uh, with our local ammo report uh, out of the way, um, the H K did arrive uh, since the last time we did this podcast. I know we took a week off for Easter because I had uh, family obligations. I know uh, uh, you're. You're not big on Easter. Well, I mean, hell, hell, I mean, most of my family is Jewish, and we don't tend to celebrate convincing the Romans to crucify him. <laughs> that's, that's not high on the list. Well, you know, I uh, I have views on organized religion, which I will not go over here. However, uh, my girls love hunting Easter eggs and dressing in pretty dresses and going to see the family, so that's what we did. Uh, that that I, fun. I never turned down an occasion to uh, have my mother's cooking, especially if she's been cooking and uh, smoking meat for for six hours. Well, well, I did for my wife because she actually does like to celebrate holidays. I was nice enough to make Easter dinner and I'm sitting there cooking Easter dinner and I noticed something which had never occurred to me before. But as a Jew should have. We are making ham to celebrate the, re, the the resurrection of a guy who probably kept kosher. Yeah. <laughs> but damn it, that ham ain't good, man. <laughs> oh, no, it was awesome, and I ate it and loved it, and, you know, because Lord knows I don't keep kosher. But but at the same time, it's just sitting there thinking about this as I'm sitting there. You, you know, know he probably going, wouldn't have eaten this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, my mom smoked a ham. She had my father cook up the or uh, uh, fire up the smoker and stuff like that. And she smoked a ham for seven and a half hours. It was so good. Oh my god, it was so good. Anyway, um, you had to roll me home. I literally fell asleep in the truck on the way home. I had so much. <laughs> I had the meat sweats. It was so good. It was so good. Anyway, so I I took the HK out to shoot. And it is exactly as advertised, as Jake has said many times. Uh, it is excellent in in every way. It is excellent. I uh, now I I prefer the 380 to carry one because it's a little lighter. Two because it just falls into my hand, and I I'm a proponent of the 380 round, especially a hot 380 round. I I like it very much, and it is my preferred round. But I have to say this: the trigger on that. P30 is nothing short of excellent. Well, I mean, even in double action, it's really smooth, smooth and simple. And then single action, it's like butter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very smooth. It's very forgiving. I was actually a little worried about the, you know, the, the high bore axis on it. But it really no. doesn't seem to affect anything. No. 
that I can tell anyway. I I mean I'm normally kind of sensitive like because I've I've shot a uh, oh fuck what was it VP nine no which is uh, the uh, version of it no I shot the Springfield which had oh yeah that those all have a very high bore a axis. very high bore axis and I didn't like it at all it was very bouncy it just it didn't feel right and this doesn't have that problem even though it has a high bore axis um i i didn't have any trouble controlling it i didn't uh we were we were uh now i'm i'll be honest i'm not as accurate with it as i am with the cheetah but i've had about a thousand rounds into the cheetah at this point and i'm very excessively comfortable with it it's also a smaller gun it's shooting a smaller round uh it fits into my hand a little bit bigger and i can kind of manhandle it but um we put up some some half size man targets and I was nailing shit at thirty yards with that with that HK. Not it surprised. Is, it is I mean I shoot I tend to shoot a little high with it, and I'm not sure exactly what that is, but that's okay. Um just excellent. Uh the one who fell in love with it though was Buana. Um, See, I, I I thought Shannon was going to fall in love with it because it's the it, it's it's for all intents and purposes, you know. Well, actually, what I was about to say was it's it's an upgraded Walther PPQ, but it's actually the other way around. Yeah. The Walther PPQ is a downgraded version of the HK. Yeah. And and then the Walther and the Walther, but showing you how wonderful the HK is, the Walther is an excellent firearm. Yes, it so is. So I thought that Shannon was going to get her hands on it, especially with that customizable grip. And go, oh, this is mine now. Well, I... but but and and as I, and I was thinking about that, and you did exactly what was popping into my head, going, I bet you he's gonna do this. So what did you do with that customizable grip? <laughs> well, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to hide it from her because I, you know, I'm gonna take it out, I'm gonna clean it, it's gonna be in my nightstand, and you know, like it, she's gonna see it eventually like it had been in the house for a week and she had not known she didn't know anything about it but eventually as this thing kind of gets in rotation and it's and it's you know sitting on my desk to be cleaned and you know all in its little hk box and all that kind of stuff she's gonna know there's not another hk in the house okay <laughs> she likes the german varietals uh so i i just i i was like hmm I got to nip this shit in the bud. <laughs> like there's got to be something. So it occurred to me, you know, what I, I I know what I'll do. So I took the plates and the heel that you had on it and put the fat plates and the big heel on the customizable grip and made sure that it was wildly uncomfortable for everyone to hold <laughs> <laughs> and then showed it to her. And I'm like, hey, babe, you know, and I didn't bring the case with all the extra plates and the heels and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, babe, look at this. I got this from Jake. It's amazing. Look at this. And she goes, oh, wow, that is really neat looking. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? You want to see it? And she's like, yeah. And I just held my breath because, uh, you know, like she's got little tiny pygmy hands, you know, she, I mean, her little Oompa Loompa hands just like reached around it. And she's like, I can't even hold the trigger right. Like this isn't. Do you like this? And I'm like, oh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's great. I don't like this at all. I thought this would be much more comfortable. I've seen a lot about these. I I thought this was going to be more like a Walther, you know, because it's got the easy slide. It's got the decocker and stuff. I, I really thought this was going to feel like my, my CCPM, too. 
I said, oh, it's so weird. It's it's funny how <laughs> pictures can kind of deceive you. Know? She goes, yeah, it's weird. Handed it back to me and thought, didn't say two other words about it. She goes, well, if you like it, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Okay, so when and if I come down here, I won't bring the full size with me because she's going to grab hold of that one and go, there's something wrong here. <laughs> Wait just a damn minute. Don't you have one of these? <laughs> How come it doesn't feel? Oh, it's different grips, babe. No, no, I have it all planned out. It's just different grips, you know? Like, this one came with that. This one comes with this one. Who knows? You know? Like, maybe they'll have one that fits your hand someday. I don't know. <laughs> She's not getting my damn HK. <laughs> well, I haven't had a chance to fire the Beretta yet, but uh, as we discussed before, I had a chance to kind of spend a little bit of time in a Bass Pro shop. Uh, and it was it, it turned into a funny thing because I did what I usually don't do. Well, OK, under certain circumstances. And I poked my nose into somebody else's sale. <laughs> so I, I was looking for I, w- I was out of town. You and couldn't help it, could you? No, I couldn't. I just I, I just couldn't because uh, I'll, I'll explain as we go. <laughs> I was out of town and looking for a place to have dinner, and I got into this big shopping center with a lot of chain restaurants, and there's there's a Bass Pro Shop right there, and I'm sitting there going, well, you know... Uh, well, at I, least I, I can waste time in there. Exactly. So I'm wandering through, checking out ammo prices, seeing if they've got anything different or special, and I walked down the line of, of handguns, and it was kind of like, holy shit, these guys have actually got a lot in stock. And as I come down to the end of the line, down towards the revolvers, I start hearing... Well, you know, I I, I I don't know. And the guy sitting there going, it's a really nice gun. And I and I so as I start walking past, I look down and he's at the Colt section. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. So I start looking down at them as well, because even though I'm not a revolver guy, Colt makes a really nice revolver. Uh, You know, I've had my hands on some of those. <laughs> and yes, they do. And I noticed that what the guy's looking straight down at is a Colt Python. I I, I was going to say I knew it was going to be a Python. I knew it was going to be a Python because that's what everybody wants. And I'm just sitting there looking at I'm listening to the sales guy who I, I don't know if he'd ever done this before or what was just sitting there going, well, you know, um, I, I guess. It's a, so finally, I, I looked at the guy and I went, you know, that's really a nice gun. And the guy looks at me and goes, yeah, but. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I can afford it. And it's kind of like, well, have you held it? He's like, no, no. no. I'm like, I'm, and I looked at the sales guy. I'm like, let, let him hold it, dude. <laughs> How's it gonna fall in love if it can't touch her? <laughs> well, I, I didn't go that far. Just like, let him hold it. So the guy pulls it out of the case and 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 you know checks it and lets the guy hold it and stuff of that nature. And the guy's sitting there going, well, you know, I. I don't know if my wife is going to say, and I looked at him, and I'm like, look, does your wife inventory the safe? And he looked at me and went, no. And I went, and my first thought process is that's one question I've always asked people, because if the person actually looks at you and says, yeah, my wife inventories the safe, then you've got a person who's got a problem. And that's an even easier sale. Well, not only is it an easier sale, but the problem with that is that that's almost like selling poker chips to a gambling addict. You, yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. you run into moral concepts there. <laughs> that if it's bad enough that the wife is inventorying the safe. No, no, no. Open it up. I want to see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
so he's like, no, and he puts it back down. He's sitting there talking. And the guy's sitting there going, well, and, and, and I, he sits there and goes, well, you know, I just am really not sure. You know, I, I don't know if I, I'm like, what do you mean you don't need? And how many, how many guns do you need? He goes, I don't know. Always one more. <laughs> yeah, at least one more, right? And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, just just pick it up. Just it, it, so we go through this whole thing, and I'm just just doing my thing. I'm sitting there going, God, I can't believe this guy's not doing this. And I'm just I, I'm just having fun here. Oh yeah, no, it's just it's you know, just like yeah, you know, pick it up, man. Look at this. Now, did you yeah. know about this? Hey, let me show you the features. This is pretty cool. Watch this, you know. Well, and the, and the funny thing, he's sitting there going, well, it's really expensive for a gun. I'm like, there's a reason for that. The guy goes, what do you mean? I looked at the, the guy behind the counter who's just dumbfounded at this point. I think he's actually almost like to the ready point of me going, sir, can you please go away? Um, <laughs> and, I, and I look at him and he goes, I, I look at him and he goes, D- down the other end, do you, do you have like a charter arms or something like that? He's like, yeah. Like, was it, now, was this in black or stainless? Uh, this was in stainless. Oh, so it had the walnut grips on it, didn't it? Uh, I think so. Were they wood? Uh, I, I see. I didn't hold it, so I'm not actually sure. <laughs> you sold this guy a gun, and you're not sure what you well, sold. I, once again, it was in his hand. <laughs> I was just talking to him, sitting there going, here's a guy who wants a gun, trying to talk himself out of it. Uh, 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 let's make somebody here happy. All right. How big was the barrel? Uh, it was the three-inch barrel. Oh, it was the shorty. Yes. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's actually more usable than the six inch. Exactly. So the guy comes with a comes back down the end with a Charter Arms three fifty seven revolver, and I'm sitting there going, N- "Now pull the trigger on that." And he goes, "Oh, that's kind of gross." And like, "Now, now pull the trigger on the I'm like, oh, that's real." I'm like, "See, that's what you're paying for. <laughs> Features, quality. <laughs> Feel the balance of this." Feel, go ahead. Feel the balance of this. This has a beautiful barrel and a vented rib, if my memory serves me correctly. A flared grip. I was about that. I wasn't even going into all of that kind of stuff because I don't actually know that much about them. Because I'm not a revolver guy. It was just the simple fact of here's a guy who really wants a gun who's trying to talk himself out of it. And I know that I would be happy if I got to go home with a gun. So why not oh, yeah. make somebody here happy today? They normally have adjustable rear sights. They normally have a textured hammer. So uh, with either striations or checking, checkering, you know, so like, to, so you get a, a good firm grip on that handle. Uh, you know, but what I was falling into was I've only done sales with my my own personal work over the past several years and and been successful at it because I finally figured out something that the guy who was the sales manager at the previous company I worked for was trying desperately to communicate with me that I never got. Sometimes the specs don't mean shit. And the reason why I said that is because, you know, and I'll remind people who who don't listen to is what I work with is medical lasers. I am the guy that if you want to know the technical specs of how to use a laser on somebody and what the right laser to use on somebody to get the right effect is, I'm your man. And I used to spend so much time explaining that shit to people that they just eyes glazed over and stuff of that nature. All it is is why do you want it? Why do you need it? This is why you should have it. You know? (laughs) This has got nothing more to do with whether or not you need that gun. You want that gun. You deserve that gun. This will make you happy. You you knew enough about it to look down at it and go, wow, that's cool. I want one of those. 
put your hands on it, feel it, feel how wonderful it makes you feel, and buy that gun. You know, a lot of if it, if this isn't your 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 carry, right? If this isn't a personal defense pistol that you are buying because you feel that you go to places that you are endangered, okay? If it's well, not I, that, actually the worst part about it is somebody somebody had looked at me and said I was looking for a personal defense gun. This is not what I would have recommended. No, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a difference, right? If it's that gun, okay, put that down. Let me show you some other things. But if you're looking at a Colt Python. This is not a defense gun. This is a sports car. Okay? Nobody needs a sports car. You want a sports car. And, and how do you get somebody to buy the sports car? You put them in the driver's seat and tell them how awesome they look behind the wheel. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Look how that falls in your hand. Feel that. Pull the trigger on it. Does it feel good? Oh, yeah. Well, it looks you good. Know, well, you know, I guess I could just buy a Toyota. Oh, no, come here. Come here. Let's go, let's go sit in the Toyota. Let's, let's, let's show you the difference. Now, sit in the vet. <laughs> You know, you know, I it was almost the same thing. There was the guy sits there and goes, well, you know, I, it's really kind of expensive. You know what? You, you see less expensive. Dude, you got to charter arms down there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you the difference. Yeah. Well, well, that charter arms work for you. Yes. But at the same time, is it, you know, is, is this is a Colt Python, man. Yeah. The problem is you can't show them the Taurus because that feels almost the same. <laughs> well, that's why I went for the charter. Yeah. The charter's clunky and it's got a dirty trigger. It's got all kinds of it's kind of raspy when you work charter, the cylinder. For, if you didn't have a charter, I'd have asked for a Rock Island. <laughs> exactly. So he felt the gun. He saw the gun. You know, before we finish this, I got a funny just little thing. You know, I was talking about buying a vet. Before I bought my uh, a couple of cars ago, I uh, I was looking at either a vet or a Mercedes. And I wanted I wanted one of the two. I I either wanted a really nice car or a really fast car. And I went to drive the vet first. And the salesman did the exact same thing you're talking about here, right? Like look in it, feel it, drive it. Like look, you need this because you deserve this. You have the money for this. And it wasn't anything special. It was a C5, right? It was it was it was several years old, but it was very well maintained and it was a cherry. It was black. Oh, so pretty. It had gold wheels on it. It looked like a fucking Hot Wheels. It was just so pretty. <laughs> the only reason, the only reason I didn't buy that car was I happened to drive um, around the on our way back, and I had convinced myself that, oh yeah, with two kids that I need to take to school, and uh, it got shitty mileage and all that kind of insurance is going to be crappy and everything like that. I convinced myself that this was my due, right? The only reason I didn't buy it, I drove past the dealership and it had those big windows in front and I happened to catch my reflection and I there sat a middle-aged man <laughs> in a fucking Corvette. <laughs> A middle-aged man with slightly receding hair in a, in a Corvette. And I went... <laughs> and you look at it and go, that's the douchebag I used to make fun of. That's the asshole that, I, that normally drives these. Oh, I can't have this. <laughs> I politely gave the keys back to the guy, hopped in my car, and drove to the Mercedes dealership and bought a Mercedes. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I can't be that guy. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, it's okay, because this is kind of where the story peters out, because 
at this point, uh, the guy decides he's going to buy the Colt Python, goes and starts doing his paperwork, and I'm starting to kind of just look around doing the whole, my work here is done. Yeah, I've, I've helped a citizen. <laughs> Jake, away! <laughs> so I turn around and start to walk out towards the front door, and I get the, uh, sir, excuse me, and I'm like, Fuck! I didn't. I didn't like put something. In my I didn't lift or anything. Or like I didn't forget bullets that I put in my pocket, did I? Turn <laughs> around, like yeah. He's like, um. No, is this or, the same or, kid who was helping the guy? No, this was one of the managers. Oh, okay. He comes and looks at me and goes, "Just out of curiosity, are you looking for work?" <laughs> and I went, uh, no. <laughs> he's like, okay, but if you want a job, come on back. And I'm like. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I've got a job. I'm not local, and what I already make, you can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have told my girls this time and time and time again. If you can sell, you will always have a job. And it doesn't matter what you sell. I don't care what it is. Like, selling is selling, right? Because it's the same thing, whether it's guns or cars or whatever it is. You know, it's your, if you can sell the sizzle, not the steak, sell the sizzle, if you can do that, you will always have work. Well, for, for me, it has to be something that I, I, I would, that I can understand the actual wanting to buy that. Oh, yeah. No, I could, I could probably, like, I'm a miserable salesperson. Like, in, in an interview, I've been asked this question several times in an interview, like, what's your greatest weakness? And without hesitation... Without, like, there's not even a, a whiff of hesitation. Sales. It comes right out of my mouth. Say, I can't do it. Like, I can't. But I'm pretty sure I could make an honest stab at at guns. Right? Because I understand why you want that. <laughs> like, it it speaks to you, doesn't it? Oh, it, drew, it, drew, it just drew you right over here, didn't it? Let me tell you about that. Here, hold it. Like you're saying, hold it. Oh, yeah, point that. Oh, doesn't that feel nice? That does feel nice. All right, now, try this one. See how that doesn't feel as good? Yeah, it doesn't feel as good. Yeah, it's not good. Now, if you like that one, you're going to love this. Here, look, see? Oh, it's so much shinier, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, dude, like, guns sell themselves. I mean, they're pretty. They're sexy. They make a big noise. They're they're powerful. Like guns, uh, like do everything cars do. Only everyone can afford them. You know what I mean? Uh huh. It's just it's so freaking seductive when you get when you're standing in front of a wall of them and you could have any any of these I could have. You know, except when you're like in an actual store that has like real expensive guns. You know, like how much is that? Oh, that blazer. It's about thirty grand. <laughs> I'll just back away slowly. <laughs> but uh, here, here's this Beretta gold silver thing, double barreled thing. How much is that? That's about ten grand. <laughs> Let's just put that back. <laughs> well, here's my other story for the week, uh, and this one has to do with neighbors. Thankfully, not mine. <laughs> Uh, my brother moved this past week. Oh, fun times. No, it's not. Moving sucks. Oh, it's fun. And the you get all the stress and hesitation and breakage and all that stuff. It's great. Well, and, and the part that I got roped into helping with, which is because I have a uh, wheelchair lift on the back of my truck, 
is uh, helping him move his gun safe. Oh, yeah. No, that and, would be... And, uh... and he doesn't have a gun locker like I do. He has a gun safe. So, 80,000 pounds of awesome. Exactly. <laughs> like, you got to check the weight ratio for the axle on the back of your truck just to make sure it'll handle it. <laughs> yes. And so, he, in, in the words provided, as he asked me, he sits there and goes, will that lift hold this? This thing's like 600 pounds. I'm like... Well, I'm three, and it holds me in a laser, which is usually about three, so, yeah. Yeah, they're probably fine. <laughs> uh, so, so we, we managed to get the the, um, the safe moved, and where he moved to for a brief period of time, he's actually, they're actually in between houses, so they're renting a place for my cousin in uh, downtown Annapolis. And Annapolis, Maryland is... Probably about, it, it, let's put it this way, anybody in Austin, Texas would probably feel very, very at home in Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. Okay? It's it's very, very, well, I mean, when Uber I was younger, liberal. they would have called, well, when I was younger, they would it would have been where all the yuppies live. Now it's it's where the um, the millennials, you know. It's you, the you, hipsters, yeah. Very, very, very gentrified, that sort of thing. Well, we get the safe in the front door of the house and get a place where he wants it to go, and at this point, he's got all of the guns in the trunk of his car. You can see where this is going. This is uh, this isn't going to end pretty, is it? <laughs> so we're walking to the front of his house, both of us with an armload of guns. Uh, he's got a, he's got a box in one hand that says Glock, a box in another hand that says Walther, a box in another hand that says Taurus. I've got a, uh, a two two shotguns under each uh, under each arm as we're walking into the front of the house, and his new very very millennial liberal uh, with their baby stroller come walking past, staring at us, and he's just like, "Hi, my name is Andrew. I'm your new neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Hi, um, nice to meet you." And as they go walking by, you can see that they're quickly whispering to each other. And as we're going inside, he just closes the front door and goes, well, fuck. <laughs> yes, we're the new neighbors with the arsenal. Hey, nobody going to steal shit. <laughs> keep your keep your children in their own damn yard. <laughs> you know, that's like... Uh, it is it is a fantastic thing when everyone in Texas, you know, like we're all we all know that we all have guns <laughs> and we all are very respectful. <laughs> we all have guns. Well, Maryland's one of the, one of the more difficult states to acquire a firearm. So it's it's not as assumed that your neighbor has one, much less several. Yeah. See, we were uh we were, where were we? We were out shooting at a friend's place the other day. I can't remember where it, what city we were in. It actually doesn't matter for the story. So we were on uh, somebody else's land, and there's this. Uh, as we pull up, and and the guy who owns the land is is a friend of ours, and he's fine and everything like that. So we start we pull the truck up and put the uh, the folding table out and everything. Start laying out uh, soft bags and stuff like that because we're gonna do a bunch of clay shooting, and we have uh, several guns of his that we're gonna shoot, some of mine that we're gonna shoot. It's gonna be great. And uh, 
there's a guy with, I don't know, maybe 60, 70 goats and about 13 dogs, like, rounding them up and making sure they get all places and all that kind of stuff. And you could tell, like, we start laying out guns, and he's annoyed. <laughs> and we're now he's probably 100, 100 yards behind us, and we're facing... Oh, sorry, I thought you were to say 100, 100 years old. <laughs> we're facing the other way, right? So the the... Clay thrower is going to be throwing away from him, so the, we're going to be shooting away from him. But we start unzipping the guns, and he's and he's just like hard staring, glaring at us as he comes closer with his goats and stuff. <laughs> he starts coming closer, and I look over, and I'm like, "Are we going to have a problem with this?" And he goes, "Well, whatever he has to say, he's going to say it respectfully." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, probably he is." <laughs> Like, whatever. Like, we had permission to be there. And, 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 and the puns start rolling through. Sorry, we didn't mean to get your goat. <laughs> and he came over, and he's like, uh, do you boys mind? And he goes, we don't mind at all. Well, I don't know if we can get one of your goats in the thrower, but we can sure make an effort of it. And <laughs> he didn't find this funny at all. <laughs> he's like, I'm just messing with you, man. And he's like, oh, I have goats here. And Josh looks over, he's like, I can see that. Well, I think what starts running through my mind is uh, the French Revolution portion of History of the World Part 1. <laughs> I love my people. Pull. Pull. Yeah, exactly. Like, like and, you know, he's like, well, your guns are going to scare my goats. And I'm like, well, yeah, but didn't you know we were going to be here? Well, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, the guy who owns the land told you and, and. We're here. In fact, we're a little later than we said we'd be. And he told you that we were going to be here, right? Away from the pond where you were doing the goats and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to start now. (laughs) Okay. Like, what do you want, dude? Like, we're not going to... What are your thoughts on Indian food? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Like a goat, you know? Like, whatever, dude. I, I don't give a shit. So... Josh walks over and he goes, hit the button. <laughs> and we threw a flip and we, they, he let that shotgun off. And I swear to God, all the goats just looked at it and went, eh. <laughs> kept on shit like they didn't give. There, there's only one thing that would have made this story better if they were fainting goats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would have been great. <laughs> if you just, if you just pulled the trigger and all the goats had just all fallen over, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but, it's like they didn't care. Like, no, they looked at it and went, wow, that made noise, and then went right back to grazing. They didn't care. The only ones who were really excited about us doing the guns was the dogs who started uh, crossing, trying to flush game. <laughs> but every time, like, bits of clay would fall, they'd go and try and find the bird that fell, right? Because they were sure this was, obviously, we hit something. We saw it fall from the sky, so I don't understand where the bird is. I saw it land here. All that's here is these broken bits of pottery. I don't understand. So uh, it was very frustrating for the dogs. Uh, but like the goats, the only one who cared was the dude who apparently thought that his goats were fainting goats or something. I don't know what his problem was. He's like, he's like grumbling at us and stuff like that. But there's sort of like the old, and I guess this is funny now, if you're arguing with a man who's bigger than you, <laughs> there's a zone you don't go into. It's an old Chris Rock joke, which is funny because the man, that same guy got slapped on stage with a by making a joke about a guy's wife who was bigger than him. However, <laughs> however, um, there's a zone like he was like what I would consider 
the maximum amount of annoyed when two people in front of you have shotguns in their loaded shotguns in their hand. Like, he he grumbled a little bit, but then what went are you about. Gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> and he was bigger than either one of us. He's like a you know an old Texas good old boy. So I mean, he was probably six five, six six, and just a big old boy. He got the big old boots on and stuff. He was very country fed you know but but it's amazing how much more logical people are willing to be when there's firearms involved yeah exactly you know i always just in case of bore wherever we are if we're out in texas brush country which is where i live um i always have two slugs in the loops of my vest my shooting vest and i have uh two rounds of buckshot in the left pocket of my shooting vest uh, right next to my ear pro uh, case. And it's like, look, and you can tell they're fucking slugs. <laughs> High brass, like, suit, and it says slug right on them, you know. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I understand. You can take your goats and go other places, or you can stay here. It doesn't seem to bother them, but we're cleared to shoot here, and that's what we're going to do. And, you know, he went away. <laughs> like, okay, dude. I mean, we gave him like 20, 25 minutes when we were setting up, you know, just to, you know, because we had to get the, the clay thrower out. We had to set the table up, get the guns out of the car, you know, uh, vest, ear pro on, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is like it's an it's an event. Like he had more than enough time to get those damn animals away from where we were. Instead, he let them right back down to us and tried like intimidation. But as soon as we started unzipping the guns, we noticed he did start walking a little less, less quickly. <laughs> <laughs> towards us josh threw around in the gun can i help you, <laughs> you know? like what you know, what are you gonna do um but it was just funny i don't know what he's gonna say but whatever he's gonna say it's gonna be respectful <laughs> i'm like you know you're probably right because <laughs> this ain't either of our land e- anyway and he it's a favor you know like and we found you, out later uh, that he's just a grumpy friend of his dad's uh <laughs> you want to know what that means though then you can bury him on that land and not have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, man. We didn't see anybody out there. Saw some goats running around. I don't know. <laughs> bury up in the hills. To tell, tell the sheriff come winter. He'll understand. He'll understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go before Gunny has to bury you on the hill. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it's a thing. You know, you wind up doing stuff that's uh, it's a lot of fun. But um, and what's funny is... There's a certain amount of courtesy that has to go on when you live in the country. There just is because there's a lot of land. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of livestock and all that kind of stuff. If he had come down and not grumbled and said, hey, can you give me an extra 10, 15 minutes? I got to get these damn animals out here. I don't want anything happening to them. We just said, sure, no problem. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's basically what ends up why that's what happens when people have to be a dick. Right. You know, uh, but when you come down and be like, what are you guys doing out here? Well, I think it's obvious we're about to shooting clays. <laughs> like, we brought the thrower. Like, you can see that. It's loaded with, like, 60 clays right now. Well, who said you could be out here? The same guy said you could be out here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, what do you want from us, you know? Didn't he tell you we were going to be out here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, then what the fuck's the problem? <laughs> Well, you guys don't need to be out here shooting nothing. Okay, well, we're going to be. So, 
<laughs> What's the problem? So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like you're saying, like some people just have to be a dick, you know. Um, but there's there's like a maximum level of being a dick when both people standing in front of you are armed. <laughs> like visibly armed. Uh, it's like, okay. <laughs> And then the, the and then the word for the person who's willing to go over that is Karen. It's always fun when uh, when you when you're out in the country because you never know what you're going to come across, you know. Uh, well, I mean, hey, we tell a story at the gun store that they, 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 uh, the owner of the store is a elderly Christian guy, really really nice guy, very very Christian. And the person who's been working with him for years, who's kind of like second in command there. Is a guy by the name of Paul. Paul is a little Filipino guy and one of the nicest human beings on the face of the earth, if you know him. Sure. So the story goes that we, and you've heard the story before. It was the one where the uh, the the African American gentleman was being upset because Paul told him that he could not check white on his form. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, now we, 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 and he was going full Karen, but the joke is, and everybody thinks that we're joking and it's kind of like, no, the funny part about it is that we're not because the owner and I walked into the store, both of us running a little bit late that day. And Paul is sitting behind the counter with this guy losing his ever loving shit at him. And Paul's sitting there with his arms crossed and we're like, fuck, he's going to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if, 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 if he's sitting there thinking I'm by myself and this guy's losing his mind, I may have to kill this fucker. <laughs> and we walked in. It was kind of like, hey, can we help you? <laughs> We'd really prefer you not get shot in the store. <laughs> yeah, but but it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Every, tell the story where we thought Paul was going to shoot that guy. It was kind of like, no, no, we didn't think Paul was going to shoot that guy. Paul was about to if we hadn't showed up. <laughs> I don't know. He got a little loopy. <laughs> Here he is. He came across the counter. You know, I don't know what you want me to tell you. The camera's right over there. <laughs> Go ahead and review the tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's and it's very interesting. Like, people lose their ever-loving mind. And, the, like, you're in a gun store. Like, that's a place you don't do that. It's sort of like... Never hit a cop. Right? Well, <laughs> just don't do that. Well, it's not I, a good idea. It, it, it was funny because it's it's happened in both directions. I had one time where, and once again, story I've told before, where I was behind the counter and the guy started looking at something behind the counter and started to walk a little bit back. And he sits there and goes, is this okay? And I'm like, it's cool. If you make it where you're not supposed to, I'll just shoot you. And he was kind of like, that's, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> And uh, I hadn't been in the store for a while, and I came in and started walking back and towards the back to uh, say hi to everybody. And, you know, the, the, the new guy behind the counter, you know, puts his hand out in front of me and starts reaching back. And it's kind of like, who are you? It's kind of like, uh, no, it's cool. I'll j- j- tell the guys back there I'm here. My name's Jake. You know, it's cool. You know. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and so the next time I come in, there's another new guy in the front, and I'm just sitting out in front of the counter. And somebody comes out and looks at me and goes, what are you doing out there? And I'm like, hey, last time I came in and nobody knew who I was, somebody tried to draw on me. So uh, I'm staying I'll here wait. being polite. Yeah. <laughs> I can wait. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and be polite. Yep. Uh, there's, uh, there's a certain, there's a certain, I don't know, 
uh, unspoken thing you go into after you've been drawn upon, you know, or, or almost drawn upon. It's it's a thing. It makes you uh, makes you think about things a little bit differently. But I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Like Texas, you know, and pretty much all the the gun toting South. Um, it's the most polite place you've ever been to. <laughs> like, we are all polite. And it was funny because I was listening to somebody historically. I think, and, and we've talked about this one before too. Historically, it's hard somebody talking about the old West and how everybody thinks it was such a violent place. And in the saloons, it was because if you mix alcohol with weaponry, surprisingly enough, that's not it a good idea. Go well, well, yeah, it's it not a good go idea. Well. But the but as far as like burglaries and stuff of that nature. You were pretty much assuming that if you tried to burglarize somebody's house, that you would be prepared to be shot. Yeah. So it just didn't happen. And what's funny is um, I was talking to a, a cop friend of mine who uh, uh, I worked under for a very long time uh, in development and stuff like that. And he was a retired police officer. That's, in fact, why I was there. We were running uh, police training courses together. And he's like, you know. I've been on my share of intrusion calls, right? Like where somebody from the house is called or the alarm has been tripped and you're going in because you think somebody's in the house with the homeowner, right? And he said, there's a couple of cues that you you can look at and pretty much know what's going on. And there's a couple of them that are big red flags. Um, but what, what he's like, chances are if you see a naked man with a gun, that's the homeowner. Right? Chances are, because it's happened many times to me where a naked man has come around the corner. He goes, ah, there's the homeowner. Okay. You the homeowner? Yes, I am. He goes, very few burglars strip down to their to, to naked before they enter the house. He goes, never seen it happen. It was on the porch for 20 years. And under those circumstances, something is very wrong. Yeah, exactly. He goes, most of the time, the naked guy with the gun in the house is the homeowner. He said, but, and this is what I always found interesting. He goes, um, if you enter the house and it's either a woman who called you or a woman who says she has a gun. If you, uh, you like, she is most likely terrified out of her mind, and she is the most likely of any homeowner or any situation or anything to put a hole right through you. Because she is absolutely terrified, and she is not thinking clearly. She'll put a, she'll just kill you. Won't even, well. like, won't. It doesn't matter if you try and identify yourself after she's seen you. doesn't matter. You can't identify you for yourself fast enough. She'll just put a hole in you. Uh, the book written by Joe Kenda, the guy who did Homicide Hunter. Oh, yeah. No, it's a great book. I, I still like the story about when he came into a house under those circumstances. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he comes in. There's a dead body at the bottom of the stairs. There's a woman at the top of the stairs with shaking her child. like a shaking. leaf like a leaf with a revolver still pointed at the body at the bottom of the stairs. And she's sitting there crying going, did I do something wrong? He's like, what do you want to tell me what happened? He, she, he came in the house. I don't know who he is. I told him to leave and he wouldn't leave. So I shot him. And he goes, you know what, ma'am, you did perfectly right. Let me take this piece of shit out of your house for you. Yeah. 
And she closed her eyes because she was so scared. She closed her eyes and pulled the trigger as he was coming up the stairs. And she's like, I didn't even know if I hit him. And he's, he looks down at the dead body. Well, you got him. <laughs> you, you did a pretty good job, ma'am. <laughs> he is dead. Am I going to jail? And she asked him, you know, like, am I going to jail now? And he's like, no, ma'am. He's going to the morgue. You are going back to bed as soon as we clear out of here. I mean... Like, a scared woman in the house, especially defending a baby, and I know that's, you know, I'm I'm a toxic man and everything. She'll kill you. Well, there was the other story similar to that, but the other thing, which was uh, there had been reports at his house of somebody prowling around. And when he gets there, his partner goes around back. He goes towards the front door. His wife hears his partner. Next thing you know, she's standing outside wearing a see-through negligee, hold, pull, pulling, uh, holding a gun on his partner, who has now pissed himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, get back in the house and put some clothes on. <laughs> hey, but uh, I, was, I just thought it was funny. He's like, yeah, I was on the force for 20 years, and we went into a lot of houses. And, you know, the, a naked, he goes, you know what's funny is the naked man holding the gun. Hey, who are you? You know, like we could identify, you know, he was, he could, he would hold it, he hold his fire or whatever. He goes, uh, he goes, one time he was a, a rookie, and he goes, I'd only been in the force for eight, maybe eight months. And, you know, there was a, a burglary call, and, you know, a guy was in the house. And a woman had called, and they'd gotten there and everything like that. And he was trying to rush in to to make sure that she was okay. And he turned around the corner, and she – now, thankfully, none of them hit him. But she fired off three rounds before he could get off any kind of – like, he, he came around the corner, and she was hyped up, and she put three bullet holes in the pantry. Uh, just uh, – now, they went wide, like way wild. But not before, like you're saying, he goes, I damn near pissed myself, hit the floor. <laughs> I'm a cop, I'm a cop, I'm a cop, I'm a cop, right? <laughs> and it's before his sergeant, who was supposed to be looking after him, could tell him, don't rush in the house. There's a scared woman in there with a gun, and she might be liable to shoot you. Well, he didn't get any of that out before my buddy rushed in. Um, if a woman is home alone and she's she's got a baby... She'll just, she'll just end you. <laughs> I mean, it's not, there, there won't be any questions asked. And you know what? Uh, that's your fault for not identifying yourself. Loud and often. <laughs> police. This is the police. We're coming in to help. Uh, you you, uh, you got to watch it. That's all I'm saying. But have you got anything else for this cast, sir? I do not. Right on. Then uh, we will see you guys next time, and hopefully ammunition prices go less insane between this time and that, although I don't necessarily <laughs> yeah, no. see that happening. But uh, hopefully you guys are uh, Thanks, having a... Uncle Joe. Yeah, man. You know, I heard rumor that an ammunition factory was opening up, and I just I haven't been able to find it. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next time, and have a great week shooting. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>